today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, the lawyer for uh, Karim Baratov says that the charges against his client may be politically motivated. Uh, what are the next steps for the case, uh, and what is the extradition process like? To talk more about all of this, Gary Botting is with us, barrister, solicitor, and expert on extradition, criminal defense, and appeals. Uh, Gary N.A. Botting, barrister and solicitor, and is with us now. Hello, Gary. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, we appreciate this. Uh, wh- with something like this and uh, uh, a, uh, an allegation as in a case like this, what is the process and, and what is the process as far as getting uh, Karim Baratov uh, to the United States? What is that about? Well, the first thing is a hearing, and then after there's an extradition hearing, uh, the person has a chance to appeal to the minister and it's, it's, that's called uh, submissions to the minister that are made. The <clears throat> minister can decide ultimately whether to surrender, and then it goes back to the courts uh, to determine whether the uh, committal judge made a right decision and whether the minister made a right decision. And so there's kind of a double-barreled hearing. And then finally, uh, he, there's an opportunity to go to the Supreme Court of Canada. Those, that's the broad strokes of, of what happens. Uh, Assuming that it's all negative decisions all the way down the line, uh, we're talking a process that takes between six months and a year usually, but often it takes a lot longer depending on if uh, you know if a person wins an appeal, for example. So even though we have an extradition process with the United States, this isn't this isn't a slam dunk. This isn't cut and dry. Uh, well, ultimately, in terms of. The ultimate outcome is usually slam dunk, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of processes to go through. And unfortunately, the system isn't fair. It's completely uh, weighted, in fact, against the individual who's trying to fight extradition. And um, this has been the case since the Act first came out in 1999. For a while, for two years, it looked hopeful that uh, individual rights would be honored, but they're not. In this country, uh, it's always a matter of international comedy trumping individual rights. So, uh, so uh, go ahead. So, it's, it's a kind of bleak situation, should we say? However, there are some cases where uh, judges have have shown common sense and have prevailed instead of just simply rubber stamping things or uh, simply just following the precedent that they wrote themselves. Very often, in the case of ministers. Uh, uh, they write it from week to week almost, it seems, and the same wording almost. Um, so it, it, it really is a, a lackadaisical kind of approach to extradition. There's no real decisions being made. So uh, you said that this is not fair to the individual. Uh, it's not fair to the individual because their rights aren't being exercised or this isn't being vetted properly or it's just being rubber stamped. Why, why are they not being all, treated All fairly? of the above, yeah. Um, the system is designed to really uh, comply with your neighbor. Right. That is to say... Uh, if the United States says jump, Canada says how high, and then off off we go. It, it, it's just a matter of how long an individual can hang on to um, to pull every string that's available. And um, usually, 
even if it gets to the Supreme Court of Canada, uh, it's a negative decision at the end of the day. Uh, there, there hasn't been a positive decision uh, for, for years. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.